Well, hello, Moses. How yes, Mr. Logan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Here we are in our rectangles in two different places. It's good to talk to you and good to see you. You're um, looking well. Are you keeping thank you, well? Thank you. Yeah. Well, at least I'm, I'm, I'm lucky and healthy in this COVID, COVID era. Yeah, good, 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 good. So you're on holiday at the moment. Um, is holiday any different to, to work days, do you think? Not really, because I've been remote working from home. So even if I'm on holiday, work still phone me for a few things here and there, for me placing their orders, for chasing up a few things. Mm. So, but I just remind them I'm, I'm on annual leave so that they can do whatever they can, but occasionally they have to come in and I have to feedback. Well, that, that sometimes that's important, isn't it? And it needs to needs to be done. But um, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good you're there and you're willing and able to talk to them at times. We'll talk a well, bit more about your work in a, in a little while, shall we? Moses, um, yeah. tell us a bit about the young Moses. I'm not saying you're old, but tell us about the young Moses, the childhood, because you grew up um, in Zimbabwe, correct? Am I correct in that? Yes, I was born in Zimbabwe in a small town called Chegutu in the central of Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, weaned off to my grandparents at an early age, and uh, I spent most of my formative years with them, mainly rural based, where I enjoyed the space, nature, extended family, and the community life. Mm -hmm. I did my primary school with uh, while I was living in the village from um, we used to call it grade one to grade seven in our in our country. Mm -hmm. um, so in those years, it was really a question of uh, you you support the family with various cause, looking after your animals, cattle, goats, mm -hmm. uh, helping with farming and the extended family, the social kind of upbringing will be working together. Uh, also, in terms of school, it was a Methodist school in my country. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you're expected to attend church, the Sunday schools. And in those days, we used to have a lot of choruses that, 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 that made us love to go right. into church. Right, good. And um, were, you, were you a well-behaved young boy? Me, I think I was well behaved. You know, when you live with grandparents, you are more like a spoiled child, but also the siblings of my dad, mm -hmm. because I was more like their young brother, they also have to have me as that example of their child, their own child they are bringing up. So you have a lot of guidance and commands from uh, people haven't started their own families. So I was forced to be well behaved, but my grandparents obviously would be very much looking over me to make sure that I'm not abused, I'm not really in unfamiliar territory. Right. So that's, that, that's, that, that's what I did there. Um, I come from a family of seven kids. Mm -hmm. I am the eldest, and there were four boys and three girls. Two boys are now late, and uh, both my parents, I'm sure you now know they are, they are, they are both late. Um, in the village, despite the school that I was going to, my 
family and the faith is, uh, I can simply say I was born in a family within Methodism, uh, where, you know, went through our prominent church rituals around Lent. And the Palm Sunday is something that I still remember, even if I was very young, because yeah. that, that weekend before the Sunday, people would spend time in overnight. It's more like a vigil, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, on the Sunday, you know, they take these palms kind of thing and they move around the villages singing and doing all sorts of things. And uh, it's something that I think I still remember there. Sounds like so, good, memories. good memories. Yeah. So in terms of faith, not that I understood much, but other than knowing, yes, I'm in a Methodist. I attend Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I think I still remember that makes me remember that it's a, the teachers were very good at singing, you know, and guiding us. So it's mainly the singing, the choirs, the choruses, which were mainly the sort of like pull factors for me. Mm. Uh, in so that, there, that you a good a good foundation in, in yes, thing, in yeah, and so there. that kind of upbringing again because I grew up with my um, with my grandparents, but I lost my mom. Uh, well, 1984. Uh, again, that family kind of extended family unit and the love that you see, uh, it reminds me of, you know, our land prayers we are going through, mm-hmm. where the extended family, you see the bounteous beauty, you know, and the barren brickness, you know, mm-hmm. of, our, of our Lord. And uh, you see the people who can look after you and you say, well, thank you, God, I don't feel like I've lost a mother, you know. Because everyone still stands in like that. Even now with my dad gone, I still have the extended family still playing up as as my parents. So that's that's one of the ways I say, because we are God's family, I still feel I'm still supported and I family around. So so family is, is really formative for you and very important for you as a whole kind of the thing that links you together, really, in, in your, your society culture. Because are many of your family still in Zimbabwe or are they all over? Yes, family in the East um, My sister who comes after me is in Pretoria, but the rest of the family members are in Zimbabwe. They are all gainfully employed. They have all their families and uh, yeah, they're still there. And uh, they are the ones who give us a reason to keep popping back and seeing how life is, is still right. and we still meet our, yeah. Well, let's hope it won't be too long before you can do that. Uh, that will be good. So. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't sure. wait to get out of the country. I'm, I'm sure. So Moses, you, 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 you've, um, you, you did your primary school and um, you, you did schooling in Zimbabwe. What brought yes. you to this country? Well, this country, um, what was the question again? What brought you to this country? Why did you leave Zimbabwe and come here? Oh, well, one was um, initially, you know, I was I was working in the university and um, I, I was keen very much to develop myself academically. And I found a university, a place at the University of Surrey to do a PhD, which was meant to be supported through a Commonwealth scholarship. 
Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that scholarship fell through and uh, well, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had friends who were here again because of economic challenges and the way we were. Uh, I felt through my support structures again that I could come and try my skills here uh, while, while, while I was going to do my PhD. So that was literally the reason I came here. Mm-hmm. Although when I came here, when you bring family, then they realize uh, even if you thought you were going to find the money to send yourself to school and you've got kids, uh, they came a point where I had to make a decision. Is it me to sponsor myself or is it kids we have got to go to school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I lost on that one and I had to revert back to my biomedical science kind of core area. Mm-hmm. That's when I had to join the NHS and uh, go through the assessment. And uh, that's, that, that's, that's where I am now. Right. The other thing beside the, if the PhD thing had been sort of like fallen through, mm-hmm was also to look at career opportunities and broaden experience because mm. I had the belief and confidence that the skills that I had should be transferable. And, and, and for us, because we are a former colony of the UK, mm-hmm. uh, the systems in our universities, the uh, university moderators, the people who came and helped us review our assessments also came from here. So I somehow thought I should find a niche for myself here as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up here in the UK. And, and how easy was it to do that? Did you have any problems settling into the country? Because it's colder than Zimbabwe. It uh, was very challenging. My, 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 my arrival in this country was 21 December 2001, mm-hmm. which was a, one of the coldest days or Christmas is on record. <laughs> I, I, I never knew that you put on long johns underneath your trousers and <laughs> it was a miserable, miserable kind of thing. Welcome to the UK. <laughs> Career-wise, I had all the confidence that I could find for a job and I was looking for roles at where I thought I pitched anywhere. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I went, I tried to find a place I couldn't get it until somebody says, no, in this system, you have to be assessed. Once they've assessed you, then if they say you can register with them professionally, then that's only can you go into what you want to do. Right. So I'd sort of like start afresh. And um, fortunately, I was taken on by the Royal London for the assessment, Royal London Hospital. Mm-hmm. That's when I did my six months familiarization and I got my license with the Real Professions Council and I started working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us, tell us in a simple form that we can all understand what it is you actually do um, now, what your job is. Me, I am a biomedical scientist. What I do is you look at samples that you, when you go to your doctor and they say, I want to do some tests on you to sort of make a decision what is your problem with you mm-hmm. be it blood be it your feces be it your urine be it anything that that that, that your, your your doctor needs to find an answer to confirm their suspicions that's the work i i do so you do that uh, when the doctor says to you i'm going to send this off for tests 
yes. guy that gets the tests and, and, and does the tests. That's what I do. I receive right. your bloods. I, I, I process them. I separated them into components. I mix them with chemicals. I measure out uh, some proteins, some chemicals in you, and uh, with a reference to what we think is the norm or anything that points out to disease states, that's what I report. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's basically what we are sort of like uh, doing. Do you find uh, God in there? Do you find God in there, in what you're doing, in the work you're doing? Well, me, I actually think my ministry is in my vocation. And uh, whatever I do, I, I, I say it's, it's, it's God who has equipped me with those talents and the skills, and I serve it at his pleasure. And I always pray that he guides me in whatever I do to make a difference to the people that we serve. Yeah. So that's, yes, I've heard you talk before about this being the idea of your work being a ministry. I wonder if actually we do enough in the church to celebrate ministries that are not with the reverend before, but actually the ministry of all God's people is is really important. And sometimes I think we undervalue the work that we do in the community, whatever it is, being it biomedical science in your case, education or care work, um, all sorts of things that actually they're all really valuable and important. I think post-COVID, we are going to look at it maybe differently and more accommodating because I think COVID is brought to fore various kind of activities different people do that are very important to our life. Mm. Because we are asked to be locked home or to be going to these lockdowns, mm. there are certain things we took for granted that we now couldn't come across. So yeah. whether in my area it's about me doing tests that help monitor people that are in COVID mm. or my other my sister department that actually measure the virus to see whether they are positive or not or how well you are doing and all the titrations we do within your systems to make sure that you are either recovering well or you are worsening or the alarm bells are going so that we do something else. Mm-hmm. I think it helps and... Uh, the people who save us, who collect our litter and other things here, the people who save our supermarkets, I think there's a ministry for everybody. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing to think about, the ministry of all God's people. It's yes. very important there. So Moses, you, you came to this country, but you didn't come on your own, or you, you, you might have come on your own. How did Rosaria, your lovely wife, fit into all of this? When did you meet her? Was that in Zimbabwe or here? No, I met her in Zimbabwe. Uh, I was working in an NHS kind of environment, which also trained nurses. So while I was working, she was a trainee nurse in my in my institution, and uh, she was popping. You know, they, they always pop into the lab to pick things like bloods and things like that. And uh, obviously, I'm the young man who is there, and I see this young girl. And well, I was still very much energetic and. Uh, well, the rest is history. You see where we are. Yeah, it's not like the Reverend Adam. The chase was on, as he said. The chase was on. Yes, good. That's good. And now, obviously, you've got. Um... No, 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 no. I think I, I think it it I I think I think it worked it worked yeah it worked well. I think the workplace set the scene, and uh, like I was explaining to you, my coming here wanting to do a PhD. 
when the scholarship fell through uh, to home, uh, because something, something we couldn't understand what it is, because Rosaria was a nurse, she's the one we used as a springboard to mm. come in as a nurse first. Right. And she came in some uh, few months before us, mm -hmm. and I remained home with the kids, and then she settled a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the following Christmas, I, I, I then followed with Tatenda, and it now had to remain, remain finishing his uh, ordinary level, ordinary level kind of kind of uh, mm -hmm. schooling. Right, great, good, good. And of course, now you're the proud, the proud grandfather as well of, of grandchildren as well. That's, that's a, so yeah, cycles and circles and things. Well, on those bits, I've no regrets having come to UK because yeah, yeah. things seem to have worked well. That's good. That is really good. Moses, when did you come to Bell Road? When did you start at the church? Was it soon after you arrived? Um, yeah, as soon as I arrived, because um, how we found the Bell Road is uh, one, like I was telling you in my, well, I didn't mention to you, in my, in my secondary school, I was in boarding schools and uh, which I had exposure to different denominations because of the boarding schools. Mm. But uh, when I came here, because we were born out of Methodism, the first church we look for is a Methodist church. Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis of Comfort, who was working with Rosaria on a shift at the Royal Gata and Star Home in yeah. Richmond, mm -hmm. she invited her to Bell Road. And uh, when I came in, we already knew there was Bell Road in Hanslow. So we came to Bell, to Bell Road. Mm. It was a Methodist church. It was home. We received and loved. And it has been our home and, uh, for, for all the years, except the few years that I moved to the Orkneys. Yes. But it still remained my home because whether I move out of London is the place I've always come back to. Mm. Yeah. Now tell me, you did, I mean, you complained about it being cold in London when you came here. And then you went and yes. chose to go and work in the Orkneys of all places, right at the top of yes. Scotland. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what was that experience like for you? That experience was good. It was a pilgrimage for me, to, for God to make me understand that wherever I go, there is people. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one of the things that I came across is when I went to Orkney, First thing, like I did when I came into London, I looked for a Methodist church, which was never, Methodism was never in the Orkney Islands. Mm. The nearest places were in Northern Scotland or in Shetlands, which were difficult for me to commute and go. Yeah. Mm. And um, it's more like tossing a coin that uh, I can go to any church because in my secondary school, I had gone to Anglican schools, mm. to Roman Catholics, uh, to the Salvation Army, you know, that kind of thing I did experience. So mm -hmm. we went to the Baptist in Orkney, mm -hmm. which, which in terms of its practices and the prayers and the, its rituals are almost the same like what we do in the Methodist Church. And it was quite a home. Mm -hmm. They had quite a population of the young generation. I think it was more homogeneous. Mm -hmm. And there was so much praise and fellowship in there. And uh, we loved it. I, 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 I don't regret Mm. And uh, seeing people living in different kind of areas where people from London would be saying that's in the middle of nowhere. But again, you'd see God in everywhere you go. 
the way people relate to you, the way they accommodate to you, the way they feel for you, and the way they care for your family, especially when the kids were away from us and I was there on my own. It was such an enlightenment that, you know, there's no place I can't go as long as God leads me today. That's, that's a lovely thought. It's a lovely thought. Moses, what makes you angry about the world? Yeah. What makes you angry? Me, I think hypocrisy in all its forms. You mm. know, there are a lot of double standards you see sometimes people mm. do. I want people who are honest with ourselves, but sometimes mm. there's a lot of suffering you see in the world where there are double standards. And Moses, what brings you hope, do you think, for the world? We're coming out of a pandemic. You've been locked in for a long time at home now and um, mm. not long now, hopefully, before you'll be able to get out and about. What brings you hope? Um, for, for me, the fact that my faith is uh, Christian mm. and, uh, and, and uh, the usual calendars we have in our annual calendars, Christians, like, mm. like, like now, you know, we are in our, um, in our Lent period. Yeah. We always look at this period as a, a way where a son was sent down here to take care of our sins and all our misgivings so that uh, we are given space to save our creator. And that on its own as a part of faith gives me hope that uh, things will be right uh, at some point. They are not easy, but I think they will be right because that's the promise Christ left us. Good. And that's kind of kind of leads me on to my last question, really. Um, what does the resurrection mean to you? For me, resurrection is simply hope. Sorry, hope. Hope, hope for the future. Yeah. That, that when, when, when Jesus died on the cross. Mm-hmm. He died for our sins. We always read our readings. He is going to prepare a way ahead of us. So that when he comes back in the right time, which others call the second advent, we know will be picked up and that will give us a, that life we yearn for. We still remain positive. It's going to come. I'm going to ask you that question. That's again. basically for, for what? Great. Can I stop you for a second and, and re-ask hmm. the question because it kept freezing on the way. So hopefully if I ask it again, can we re-record it and, and um, okay. see, see if that doesn't yes. freeze this time? But yeah, so I'll just ask the question again and then you can say the same thing or whatever you fancy. Mm. Um, okay, so, so Moses, okay. what does the resurrection mean to you? Resurrection to me, it means, it means a hope for, for me as an individual that Christ has died for me and the things I worry about, I struggle about, I know he'll take care of. And the fact that he died on the cross and he rose is that thing that gives me the faith and the hope that what I'm doing here, I'll still rise even if I die now, I'll still rise at the appropriate time. So because he has gone and his Holy Spirit is with us, it gives me hope for all things to work for the good of humanity. 
Thank you very much, Moses. Thank you for your time and for sharing of yourself. And um, and it's good good to be able to see you. And uh, and um, I wish you all the best. And we'll see you in 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 a short period of time, no doubt, when we yeah. can all be back together again. Thank you, Moses.